there. You are listening to IWG Radio, the place to be for all of your wellness needs. We just want to take a moment to thank you so much for listening and just let you know that any of the information that is provided is strictly for an educational resource and is not intended to diagnose or treat any conditions. The lifestyle interventions discussed should not be used as a substitute for any type of conventional medical therapy. Hey everyone, Dr. Nicole here. Welcome back to another episode of Integrated Wellness Radio, the place to be for cutting edge, specific, and comprehensive integrative medical information, which allows you to get to the root cause of your mystery symptoms. So I actually wanted to dive in today and talk a little bit about me. Mainly, I feel like I have many of you out there listening from all over the world. And just to kind of get to know me, where I come from, and really how I have cultivated into the type of physician that I am, and also how my practice, Integrative Wellness Group, has really evolved into what it is today. And I think that I really wanted to touch on this primarily because there's so much discrepancy right now with functional medicine, what is it, what does it mean, and then we have integrative medicine, and what does that mean, and how does that fall into modern medicine, So it's definitely something that I find myself, no matter where I go, where I speak, you know, who I'm in contact with, there's, there's always that question and people wanting clarity on how we're doing things, but also how is it different than traditional medicine and how is also the approach that we take at integrative wellness group just different from functional medicine and traditional medicine. So I guess a little bit about how it all started is my original doctorate is actually as a chiropractor. And uh, I went into chiropractic not necessarily because I had this, you know, breakthrough experience with chiropractic. I more so was trying to find an avenue to get into the world of, of medicine that felt more congruent than taking medications and prescribing medications and also working in a hospital environment. I knew that that wasn't for me, but I knew that I wanted to make a really, really big impact and help people navigate their health. So with the limited knowledge that I had, I embarked on on chiropractic and I truly value the education that I had because when you go to school as a chiropractor, first of all, your first year of school is medicine. So we're learning learning the same curriculum as as uh, medical students. So the education is really not much different. But when we start to move along our program, we start to dive more into the holistic approaches and utilizing nutrition, utilizing diet, utilizing supplementation, utilizing physical therapies, adjustments, uh, neurological muscle testing. We dive into more of those components of the body as medical students then move into pharmacology. And 
so when it comes to the foundation, the foundation is the same, but the area of expertise of how to work with the physical body is actually quite different. So I obviously went through school. I always found myself extremely interested in the pathophysiology, infectious disease, um, microbiology, uh, and, uh, going into the, the cadaver labs and dissecting brains. I know, yeah, it's creepy. We do that. Um, so I found myself just always wanting to learn as much as possible, not just about the muscles and the joints, but I wanted to learn everything that was inside of the body and how it all worked together. So as I got out of school, you know, you, you have to start somewhere. So I obviously came out of school with a doctorate in chiropractic. So I decided to start practicing and get my feet wet and try to learn as much about the business side of things. Cause that's always extremely difficult is when you come out of school as a chiropractor, you really, you know, you're, you're going to work for somebody else or you're going to own your own business. And with my personality, I knew that I was always meant to own my own business, mainly because I don't listen to anybody. But with that being said, um, I really wanted to not only fine tune my skills, but I also wanted to move into understanding more of the business side of things as well. So I started practicing, I actually started practicing in Seattle. And when I was practicing out in Seattle, I was, I was at, in Seattle, I was actually in Bellevue and I was amongst some of the biggest corporations in you know the country, let alone the world, but um, some of my neighboring buildings were Microsoft, Expedia, Amazon, Starbucks, uh, you know many many huge businesses, huge corporations, and I was doing more traditional chiropractic. The practice that I was in, I didn't have the capabilities to really do anything from a nutritional blood work counseling standpoint, so. What was happening is I was working on people's physical bodies and physical pain and, you know, some people got great results and then other people were finding themselves not necessarily feeling different or having many changes. And I will tell you, I gave every, I still to this day, give every single patient 110% and I was always trying to evolve, take a different approach, work on a different area. And I found myself very frustrated with people almost being discouraged with chiropractic because, you know, they're like, this isn't for me, this isn't working. And I would start to inquire about their lifestyle and I would ask, you know, well, what are you eating and what are you drinking and how much are you sleeping? And because of the area that I was in, I was working with so many like high profile executives, especially that were working at Microsoft and they pretty much reported back that they were, you know, drinking about 15 cups of coffee a day. They were eating out of a vending machine and they were working, you know, extremely long days and averaging about 80 to 100 hours a week working. And I was just like, there's no way that a chiropractic adjustment could ever compete with that. There is clearly chemical stress, there is emotional stress. There is many layers to this person's physiology and this person's pain. So as I moved on from that experience and I decided that I wanted to open my own practice, uh, I ended up opening a practice with my husband, Dr. Nick, and 
we both came from very different backgrounds. He was working in a family practice. I was clearly working in this, you know, practice that I was dealing with a lot of uh, executives and a lot of people that were just busy human beings. And I knew for myself that I really wanted to bring something different to the table, that I wanted to make sure that I wasn't missing that piece of the puzzle, that I wasn't just thinking that their pain was only stemming from their physical trauma or the fact that they played sports or, you know, their repetitive stress. I wanted to make sure that I was also addressing the internal environment. And I started out with utilizing uh, blood analysis as well as heavy metal testing. And I used that to really gauge like what was going on in the patient's body and how they should be eating, what types of nutrients were they missing, how could we replenish those nutrients based on maybe supplementation or maybe uh, tweaks in their diet. And, you know, I think back of how I was really practicing is, you know, I could have called it functional medicine, but at the end of the day, I was really acting more as a health coach than anything else. And as I got busier, I started to have more and more complex cases. Like in the beginning, it was really straightforward of like, you know, I want to get some tips. I want to eat better and I want to, you know, get my energy up or I want to make sure that I'm getting uh, as much out of my diet as possible. And then I started to get people that were really sick and then people that were having hive breakouts and people that had eczema all over their body and then psoriasis and then hair loss. And it literally just spiraled. And most of these people were coming to me saying, nobody has been able to figure out what's wrong with me. And I've tried a million things. So I'm very grateful for that experience because it kept pushing me and pushing me. And I would, I would literally get home from work and I would stay up until like two in the morning, just reading and reading and reading. And, you know, at the end of the day, I've done so many programs and I've had many mentors and I've done certifications and I've gone to the Institute for Functional Medicine, but some of the things that have built my knowledge base the most is my self-education, my self-research, and my clinical practice. Because what they have in the research and what they have in the textbooks is so not congruent with what you see in clinical practice and what is the real-life manifestation. You know, you look at a real-life manifestation of lupus versus what a textbook tells you, and it is so different. It is so unbelievably different. And I think that's really important for people to understand is that, you know, you could have, you know, general stiffness in your joints and blame it on arthritis, but you might be developing something called scleroderma that is not necessarily going to be seen on blood work until it's full-blown manifested and you're so stiff you can hardly move. So that's one of the reasons why I'm so grateful for as much as I I have learned, but also some of the amazing technologies that I've been introduced to over time, because I went from practicing utilizing diet and supplements to evolving into understanding the big picture and taking more of an integrative approach with my patients. And I feel like I can, I can speak to this for my personal journey too. And what I mean by that is as I got into this world and I started learning 
um, about food and I started to understand organic versus not and all the pesticides and the herbicides on the produce. And then I started to understand like wild fish versus farmed and that farmed fish is chock full of toxins and parasites. And then I started to learn about all the personal products and how many toxins are in our personal products. And trust me, with all of you listening and and if this is new to you and you're like, oh my God, this is really overwhelming, trust me. It's still to this day overwhelming to me. The fact that we have to navigate through such a toxic world and we're constantly being marketed to, to say there's organic and then there's natural and then there's gluten-free and and there's so many things and it's so confusing and you're like, I don't even know what to do. And I get why people give up. I get why they're just like, screw it. What am I going to do? I, I can't, I can't even possibly keep up with all of this information, but I went from the frustration and the overwhelm of being like, oh my gosh, I have to get up. I have to make the juice, then the smoothie, make my salad, meal prep on Sundays, take all the supplements, make sure I'm like cleaning things out, but then replenishing and then getting my minerals and making sure I'm getting electrolytes, drinking a gallon of water a day. And I, I did it. Like I did it and I get it. It is a lot. It's overwhelming. And if you have other things to do, like work or be a mom, it's not sustainable. And... For a long time, I felt very overwhelmed and very frustrated, not even just for myself, but also for the recommendations that I was making to my clients because I knew that I was struggling with it and I it was my passion. So I knew that the people that they just they wanted to feel better, but it, at the end of the day, like their passion was something else. It was business, it was finance, it was whatever. Like I knew that it was gonna be really hard for people to sustain that. So I think I was maybe unconsciously, like always searching for like, what's the better way? Like what, like, how can we make this more balanced? Like, how can I get people to a point that they get results faster, but also that they sustain their progress? It's not that they like get off their diet and they like spiral backwards to right where they were when they first started. So one of my mentors, Dr. Klinghart, some of you listening might know him, Um, But Dr. Klinghart is uh, an integrative physician. He's actually trained, uh, his original um, doctorate was in Germany, and then he's also an American physician as well. But um, he's very big into the Lyme's disease world. So as I was learning and and continuing my education and started um, seeing Lyme's disease come into my practice or or what I, I guess thought to even be Lyme's disease, I wanted to learn from the expert and I embarked on uh, learning from Dr. Klinghart and have attended, not even just myself, but my husband and I have attended um, almost all of his seminars. And my husband is also uh, certified in the autonomic response testing, which is his um, style of testing to find different stressors on the autonomic nervous system. But as I worked with him, I just remember something so um, pivotal for me. And he said, don't call yourself integrative if all you do is diet and supplements. So our practice is called Integrative Wellness Group. And I was just like, oh man, I really need to step it up. And I really need to look at the bigger picture here. And that was the moment when I feel like everything really changed because 
I then realized there was so much more that people could be doing and I could be doing that would transform their health in a very big way, in a very fast way, but also in a way to create sustainability. So as I continued on my journey, I started to try to get away from these really, really intense dietary regimens and away from recommending so many supplements and, and also like having people on 10, 15, 20 supplements at one time. And I really started to look at this bigger picture to see what other avenues do people need support. And one of the biggest things was definitely detoxification. So you can listen to our prior podcast that was in relation to um, detox and, and working on what I call the filtration systems. And it's really just over time, our major filtra- filtration systems of our body will become overloaded. And that's usually when we start to feel quite bad. But it's also one of the reasons why it's very difficult for us to heal. And this is really, really significant for Lyme disease patients as well. Or like any patient that's had a bad infection that have been on like crazy antibiotics. But if you go on a killing spree, if you go on a killing spree by taking IV antibiotics, oral antibiotics, maybe even a boatload of antimicrobial supplements... And you go on a killing spree to kill the Lyme or kill the other bacteria or kill the SIBO or kill the pneumonia or whatever the case may be for you. And it has nowhere to go because your detox pathways and your filtration systems don't work. You're going to be in big trouble. And I know this because I've worked with many, many, many patients that have gone down the route of going on a killing spree. And they have felt sicker than ever and maybe even got worse from those therapies. And as they're going through the therapies, most of the doctors are trained to say, well, you're detoxing. So it's normal to feel really terrible. And it's not. If you feel terrible, it's because your filtration systems are not able to eradicate out what you're trying to kill or detox. So it's really, really important for those of you that are on your health journey to consider what are you doing to detox that is supportive to your dietary changes and supportive to your supplements. Um, One of the biggest, biggest things that was so huge for myself in my health journey and also for my practice is understanding the lymphatic system. And understanding how your lymph nodes play such a big role in your filtration. Because if you don't get your lymph nodes working optimally, you will not lose the weight. You will not lose the inflammation. You will not resolve your rheumatoid arthritis. You will not resolve your fibromyalgia. You will not get rid of your brain fog. You will not get rid of your infections. So making sure that you have that support and, and the sport might look different across the board. Some people might do really well with infrared sauna therapy. Some people might do really well with colonics. Some people might do really well with dry brushing. 
Um, and if you are not familiar, familiar with some of these things, definitely listen to the other podcasts about filtration systems because that will really expand upon it. But you have to make sure that you're supporting the body full circle because that is what's going to get you the absolute best results, making sure that you're hitting it from a couple of different angles. And, you know, this is definitely something that took time to learn. But once we started to bridge that gap is when we started to see such significant changes in our patients. And one of the other really, really big pieces of the puzzle that I always knew was important, but I didn't know how I wanted to support our patients with this specific avenue, it was really the emotional piece. You know, I think a lot of us know stress is bad. We know stress is bad. We know that when we go through a period of grieving or we go through a period of um, anger or anything like that, we usually feel some physical symptoms around it. But a lot of times time goes on and you know, it it leaves our consciousness. We're not thinking about it on a daily basis. So we kind of assume that we've worked through it and we've moved on. But so much of the emotional piece can affect us physiologically and it can affect us for a really, really, really long time. And if you actually look at Chinese medicine, Chinese medicine is so interesting because I swear they've had it more figured out than us for a really long time. But um, they talk about very, very specific organs and the emotions that store. So uh, fear and resentment and even rage is something that is most oftenly stored in the liver. And uh, self-identity is like not knowing who you are, not knowing what you want to do with your life or or somebody always having an expectation on you of who you should be, especially parents, can affect your gastrointestinal system because your self-identity um, chakra is actually connected to your small intestine. Uh, you also can hold fear in your kidneys. You can hold grief in your lungs And you can also have issues with your throat and your thyroid in the event that you're not speaking up. And a lot of people are like, I'm outspoken, but you might be outspoken in your life, but you might be outspoken because all through your childhood, your parents were always telling of like who you should be and what you should do. And you always kept your mouth shut. You never, you never stood up to them. So there are so many emotional pieces that can literally affect your organs and your physiology and you could be taking supplements to detox your your liver and you could be you know doing colonics to clean out your gut and you could be doing nebulizers and inhalers to work on your lungs and nothing ever gets better and it's because of the emotional piece that you have not resolved and this is not always a very comfortable thing to embark on but when you do it is absolutely life-changing. We had actually a scenario um, a couple of months ago that we had a patient who told me that her most of her symptoms set in a couple of weeks after her father passed, who she was very close with. Um, 
I talked to her a little bit about it and, you know, she's like, okay, okay. I could see how that maybe is playing a role. But then when it came to laying out her program, she was just like, listen, she's like, I get it, but I can't imagine that my emotional state is making me feel the way I do. Like I am so much pain. I have so much inflammation. Like I've been diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis. Like I, I can't imagine that grief is really like a significant player in this. So I said, that's okay. I was like, we will focus on detox because you need it. And we'll focus on the other pieces of the puzzle. But in a couple of weeks from now, we're going to touch base. And if you don't feel more than 20% better, we're going to revisit this conversation. So four weeks go by. Uh, I just touch base with her and she's like, I feel better. She's like, but I thought I would feel even better at this point. So she had maybe like a 15, 20% improvement after four weeks, which is pretty rare. Um, So at that point, I said, are you ready to revisit this conversation about the emotional piece? And she embarked on doing something called the Demartini method, which I will expand upon uh, with Dr. Nick, who's my husband who works in the practice with me. And she did it and she worked on really balancing out the all of the perceptions that she had about all of the things she lost when her father passed. Because at the end of the day, she's always going to miss her father. This is not about getting rid of the memory or, or, you know, having it vanish out of the memory bank. This is about seeing all avenues and all aspects of this event and, and also understanding that nothing is created nor destroyed. So what she felt that she was deeply missing is actually still present in her life, but it's in a different form. And with that being said, she did it. She did an amazing job working with Nick. Um, This was done over the course of a few hours. And within a week, she actually lost about 15 pounds of inflammation. And that was one of the most radical things that I've ever seen. Um, Don't get me wrong. this This is not what happens to every single person who does this method. But it was just so, so significant that she was able to let go of some of that stress that was burdening her system, which then completely transformed her physiology. So that emotional piece is just so, so significant. Um, We worked for many years to figure out exactly how we wanted to support our, our patients and our clientele. Um, to give them not an avenue of talk therapy that was just going to allow them to tell the story and the perception of the story over and over again, because that creates really, really strong neurological pathways, which don't always end up benefiting us, but to actually give them a way to feel free of the judgment, the resentment, the loss. And the Demartini method was just something that we personally found tremendous value in for ourselves. And as we started to use it with our clients, we were just seeing complete transformation of their health. So this is a therapy that we, we use regularly and it's just so significant. And I'm so grateful for having a way to support our patients um, when it comes to this, because Some of the patients that are most chronically ill that have not been able to get well, no matter how expensive, elaborate, high tech of the therapy, 
seeing the best of the best experts, that they still remain sick, there is usually a deeper layer that nobody has understood, asked about, or brought to the surface. And we really, really pride ourselves on on looking at that, that aspect. So some of the other re- evolutions of, of practicing and, and my personal evolution is I was, you know, always so, so logical and I still am logical, but logical, straight to the point, want to see the research, you know, give me the peer reviewed. I want to see the facts. And when it came to the world of physics and it came to the world of energy medicine, that was like so unbelievably foreign to me. I didn't get it. I didn't really value it. I didn't even think that it was real. Um, I didn't think that it even played a role. And some of the my own personal things that I went through is I actually almost stopped doing uh, what I was doing. I almost stopped this profession because I was really, really struggling on a day-to-day basis. Um, I was struggling emotionally. I was struggling, struggling mentally. Um, I felt that I was absorbing everything from my patients. Like I would have a patient literally come in and talk about depression and how bad their depression was. And I would feel depressed for two days. I would have them talking about their back pain and I would have back pain for a day. Like I, I was like, what is happening to me? Like, what is this? This is crazy. Like I feel like I'm on a roller coaster ride and there is no possible way I can do this long term. And I met a woman, go figure, it always like the stars always align and when the time is needed. But I met a woman who was an energy worker. She actually came into the practice and I was kind of like, this is my Jersey attitude. I'm like, what do you want to sell me? (laughs) And, um, you know, I ended up sitting down and chatting with her a little bit. And she honestly could tell immediately that I was like holding, I guess, energy for, for all of my clients. And she's, she just kind of asked a few questions and she goes, you know, do you just feel like sometimes you can wake up and feel like yourself and feel pretty good and feel pretty normal. And then, you know, you go through like a half day of work and all of a sudden you feel super off or you don't feel like yourself or you feel really emotional, really anxious. And I go, oh yeah, it happens every day. And she goes, you have to understand that you are absorbing the energy of so many people, um, that you work with and, you are not, you're where your body is at right now. You don't have the ability to get rid of that. And you also don't have a strong like barrier. You don't have a way of like protecting yourself from these people's energy. And I, I related to it. That was a little weird and woo woo, but I related to it because I was like, yeah, well it, it would explain why I feel the way I do on a daily basis. So I was like, all right, well, wh- what do I do? And she was like, if you're interested, I can definitely work with your system and and help you to like build your container to protect you. And I was like, whatever, let's give it a whirl. And she actually worked with my system. She worked on an energetic layer. I don't even really know still to this day what that means, but she helped to pretty much clear the energy of others that I was holding. And then in addition, really helped me to kind of create more of a protective barrier between myself and my patients and my family and all of the other people that we come in contact with. And I really felt 
tremendously better, like tremendously better. And I, it really opened my eyes that, you know, this is something that, you know, was just so significant because, you know, even just if you watch a movie and you find yourself like crying really easily, or, you know, you, you hang out with a friend who's having a really rough time or a super negative And you're just like, Oh, get me out of this like scenario. Like, Oh, like, and you feel like you're almost even like holding, you're holding the emotions, you're holding the negativity for a day or two. Like you're probably absorbing energy from others. And I found this to just be really, really interesting. And my husband actually is very interested in the world of energy. And I think it's because he's very sensitive to it as well. But he got into really understanding more of the physics behind um, behind energy. And it's called like quantum medicine, essentially. And there, you know, and then there's also quantum physics, which is the premise of it. So as we got more and more into that world is when we really started to see some of the limitations with traditional medicine. Um, And what I mean by that is most of our testing that we do in traditional medicine is based on chemistry. So we use things like blood work and we use things like urine analysis and swabs, you know, swabs to test if you have strep throat. And we use these types of tests Because at the end of the day, if you have broken chemistry, then you are going to fix that broken chemistry with chemistry, aka pharmacology, medicine. So it's very interesting when you think about it that way, because we all know that there is a lot of money to be made in pharmaceuticals. uh, And I don't know if it was intentional, but our system is really built on relying on pharmaceuticals because if something is wrong in your chemistry then what else would you do to fix it other than use something to bridge the gap aka chemistry pharmacology so what happened that you know obviously i had this experience with the energy work and then what happened quite later was I had, we had a phlebotomist on staff. So a woman that was drawing blood work and she was working for, um, uh, quest. And what was happening is she was still drawing for lab corp and, um, lab corp would come pick up the vials, do their thing. And for some reason, the blood was being ran twice by lab corp and it was going into my database twice. So my patient, like one patient would be in my database twice. So initially I thought it was just kind of a mistake and that, you know, they were just getting put in twice until I had a patient that I looked at both of the labs and one of the labs, the LabCorp blood work had active Lyme's disease and the other one had negative Lyme's disease. And I run the more elaborate panels for Lyme's disease. So this was a Western blot. So this was literally like five bands were lit up in one blood work and the other one was zero. And this was not different blood. This was the same blood that was ran. It was just ran twice for this patient. This was extremely, extremely alarming to me because... With my approach, I'm not going to use antibiotics because that's just not what I do. I use all alternative methods. But 
if that patient was in traditional medicine, it would have been a matter of hardcore antibiotic therapy for weeks, maybe months versus no therapy. Like that was extremely concerning to me. So at that point, I knew that I needed to have more tools in the arsenal and I knew that I needed to have other avenues of testing that were outside of just traditional chemistry. So again, started to learn more and more, started to seek out the experts in integrative medicine, going to a million different conferences, and really just trying to learn from people that were actually getting results. Because that's at the end of the day, the most important thing is, are you actually getting people better? Um, Or do you just look good on paper? So with that being said, that was one of the things that attracted us to Dr. Klinghart because of the autonomic response testing that is actually using um, a lot of quantum medicine and physics in testing the body for infections and toxins, in addition to even what types of remedies will help that person. And then the secondary thing that we came across was something called bioresonance scanning, So the bioresonance scanning is actually using different signals that go into the body and evaluate the frequencies and vibrations that are given off by the tissues. So some of you might be like, what the heck does any of this even mean? This seems so far-fetched. I will guarantee you, if you ever had it done, it would blow your freaking mind because It is so accurate and so spot on. It's insane. Um, It's insane. And it also does treatment and it gives people results within hours. I've seen an autistic child speak for the first time at the end of my treatment. Like this is no joke. This is amazing, amazing therapy that needs to be used everywhere. And Unfortunately, it is not, number one. And secondarily, it is because of almost how simplistic the therapy looks when you utilize it, people discredit it and then they feel the change and they go, oh my gosh, this is, this is amazing. And then they start telling everybody. But, you know, without going into like the super detailed of the quantum medicine and signaling process, you know, I'm just going to give an example of like one of my most recent scenarios. So we have a person, uh, a woman, she came in, we were running the scan on her and we pieced the scan, the bioresonance scan with the ART. We piece that with the blood work. We piece it with the stool analysis. We piece it with the urine analysis. We piece it with the heavy metal testing. So we're not looking at one thing. We're piecing every single thing together. But she had some like markers off in her pancreas. So she was super healthy eater. She's like, I work out all the time. I eat organic. I don't eat carbs. I don't eat tons of fat. I eat lean proteins. I'm mainly plant-based. Like she on paper, her diet was perfect. So you look at her blood work and she looked pre-diabetic and you're like, how the heck does that happen? So as we dug a little bit deeper and we were looking at this bioresonance scan, it actually turned out that she had a bacterial infection that was in the pancreas. By the way, your pancreas is attached to your gastrointestinal system. So it is very, very easy for you to get infections in your pancreas. It's not like a completely foreign concept by any means. 
So not only did we find bacteria, but I also found a chemical exposure in her pancreas. And honestly, I didn't even know what the chemical was. So I actually looked it up and it was something that was in lotions and it's specifically in skin bleaching lotions. So as she came in, I go, I know this is going to sound like a really weird question, but have you ever done any type of like skin bleaching or do you use like any type of um, like prescription lotions? And she's like, no, definitely not. I've never done that. Um, and I was like, okay. I was like, well, you know, any specific lotions that you use on a daily basis that I should be aware of. And she's like, oh, well, I use this very specific um, lotion to get rid of my freckles on my face. I've been using it for about three years. It's from Rodan and Fields. This is the name of it. I was like, okay. So we Google it in front of her, and it was the exact same chemical that was affecting her pancreas that was in her lotion. It was actually the active ingredient in it. So these are, this is one scenario of many. So this is things that we see on a daily basis. And it is just like the patient at that point is like, holy crap, like this is, this is accurate. Like this is real quality information. So with that being said, like this is some of the types of information that you can get from this bioresonance scan and you can get it within a few minutes. So it's really, really such a fantastic modality that I wish more doctors were using, but it also has completely transformed our results because utilizing this scan can actually get you results a lot faster than just your diet, supplements, and detox. So when you're piecing it all together and you're hitting the body from quite a few different angles, we're seeing results within two, three, four weeks opposed to we used to lay out year programs and I do not lay out a year program at all anymore. I, if I feel like at this point, if you have to work with me for a year, I didn't do my job. So, so I think that that's really, really significant is not only are you going to learn a lot about yourself, but you're also going to get results a lot faster than you would in any other traditional therapy. So those are really some of the major evolutions of my knowledge and expertise in addition to the evolution of integrative wellness group. And, you know, this is just something that I just feel like is really important for people to understand because it's not just looking for functional medicine anymore. You have to be looking for more than that because functional medicine, when you really look at the definition, it's diet and supplements, which yes, it is better than using a ton of medications with side effects, but you could potentially hit a plateau. And I guess the goal of this podcast is to not lose faith in the more natural and alternative approaches, because with the right approach and the right strategy, you can get tremendous, tremendous, tremendous results. So I really hope you enjoyed this. And um, if you have you know, questions about like what we talked about today or really trying to learn a little bit more about the step-by-step of how to work with Integrative Wellness Group, jump on a 15-minute strategy call with our client services team. They are amazing. They will pretty much give you as much information as possible. And with that, um, they will really be able to understand like a little bit more about you and what is your best next steps. So Until next week, I hope you enjoyed this and I hope this really opened your eyes to the world of integrative medicine. 
Uh, and I hope that we eventually can work together. So until next week, 